Hey, welcome to the Glenn Beck Podcast. Uh, this podcast brought to you by The Hunt. Uh, it's a, a new movie that was supposed to be released, I don't know, last year at some point. It came out and all the conservatives jumped on it and said, This is the, so disgusting, they're hunting conservatives. You need to watch the movie because, yes, that's the way it starts. But that's not what that movie turns out to be. Um, and it's a, you know, I'm, it's slasher movies are not my, you know, gore fests are not my, not my usual fare of movies, but I've seen the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. I actually wanted to see the whole thing. Uh, and it's a very satisfying ending. Very satisfying ending. Yeah, and this is not actually brought to you by The Hunt. It just happened to come out in the middle of the show. Yeah. That news is coming out March uh, 13th, Friday yeah. the 13th. And so. I know the people who made it, and they <laughs> called me. They, they don't agree with me politically at all, but they were so confused. They were like, Glenn, what is happening? We I, we thought this would actually be good. I mean, it, it is the type of thing that we always complain never happens from never Hollywood. Happens. We're like a Republican. You're actually rooting for one. Yeah. Like, it happened. That's definitely this what you're rooting, for, rooting for, for the. I mean, at the end, you're like... I love the ending here. I love the ending. So anyway. So that um, happened uh, on today's broadcast. Uh, yeah. We talked a lot about New Hampshire. Yeah, the latest Quinnipiac poll looks really, really uh, not good for for uh, Joe Biden. Um, really good for Bernie Sanders. Joe and Biden. Bloomberg. And Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden has lost 50% of his African-American uh, vote. We talked to a lot of people in New Hampshire. We talked a little bit about socialism today and, and how that works. And the new Gallup poll that is so great for President Trump if the economy stays stable. It's some of the highest numbers in different categories. One of them is the highest economic numbers Gallup has ever seen since they've been taking this poll. Uh, one of the numbers is higher than it's been since 1966. And your job security number is the highest it's been since 1948. Mm. It's pretty remarkable. And uh, I would also remind you, as a discerning podcast listener, that if you uh, could just take a moment, you could pause this right now or just click on over, search for Stu Does America and subscribe to that. Uh, First guest of the program happened yesterday, just launched. uh, Glenn Beck appeared. If you saw yesterday, that's all you need to see. (laughs) But subscribe. Get all the episodes for free right here on the podcast. Stu Does America. It's number 37 on the charts as we record this. Uh, and the Glenn Beck radio program, what you're listening to now, is number 17. So at some point, not clearly, we're going to pass the top and then fall off. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, <laughs> just go subscribe to it, and here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Joe Biden, in one minute. Well, a new Quinnipiac poll shows Bernie Sanders jumping out into his biggest lead uh, in any national poll of the Democratic Party. Bernie Sanders is now leading in this new poll uh, at 25 percent. Biden is at 17. Bloomberg is at 15. Warren tied with Bloomberg at 15. Buttigieg is down at 10, according to this new Quinnipiac poll. And Klobuchar is at four. Now, just before the Iowa caucuses, 
the top line numbers in Quinnipiac's uh, late January national poll. Biden, 26. I remind you, he's now at 17. Sanders at 21. He's now at 25. Warren at 15. She's flat. Bloomberg at 8. He's now at 15. Klobuchar at 7. This new poll shows Klobuchar down at 4. But uh, she had a great night on uh, Friday night, and she seems to be surging. Uh, Buttigieg up from 6 to 10 in the latest poll. There's also uh, something that is not really good. Uh, Biden has been counting on South Carolina as his firewall, where two-thirds of the Democratic Party voters are black. Uh, But the new National Quinnipiac poll shows support for Biden among African Americans uh, significantly dropping. Uh, Biden was at 52. He is now at 27. His support among African Americans has nearly halved. Um, Sanders uh, was at f- uh, f- yeah was at fifteen. He's now at nineteen. Bloomberg was at eight. He's now at twenty-two. And that's uh, in second place for Bloomberg. Yeah, a couple interesting things about this. First of all, obviously the Biden thing leads the conversation is that he's basically fallen apart. Though I still think his best point here is to say, look, I'm still in second place nationally. He still is in second place. So if you want to make a pro-Biden argument, he is fallen you know, apart in some of these early states, but he's still hanging around the top. To me, I, don't, I just don't see how he turns this around. He's not a good enough candidate. It would be one thing if he was a really good candidate that is having some bad polls. No. He's actually a terrible candidate that has been leading despite himself uh, you know, look, this has been Joe Biden's to lose for a long time, but he's very good at losing. May I give you an example from I know I'm going on a limb here, but mm-hmm. trust me sure. for a minute. And 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 I pray that I get this right. May I give you a sports story? Oh, no. That explains. Oh, this? no. OK. All right. I, All right. I, this is not a good idea, but go ahead. Uh, OK. One. I'm sorry. This is this is this is like your, you know, 12 year old art's daughter that has not ever watched a sporting event ever trying to make this case so just give me the benefit of the doubt here and just treat me like your 12 year old daughter who hates sports one player noticeably absent during the xfl's kickoff weekend saturday and sunday was controversial former nfl quarterback colin kaepernick Given Kaepernick's fallout with the NFL, one might expect he would jump at the opportunities to showcase his talent on a different stage uh, in order to lure offers. But that's not the case for Kaepernick. Um, Is Kaepernick being blackballed by the XFL? (laughs) No. Actually, according to recent XFL uh, comments uh, from the commissioner, Oliver Luck, the reverse may be closer to the truth. Speaking with NPR on Saturday... Luck shed light on the situation, confirming that the league had spoken to Colin Kaepernick about joining the league last year, but the former quarterback's salary demands were so exorbitant for any agreement to be made. Shocking. He was asking for $20 million when the average salary, the, oh, sorry, when the highest paid salary in the XFL is 500000 <laughs> so, What happened to income inequality? Yeah, I, I don't know, understand. I know, I know. So here's, here's the thing. Uh, the reason why I bring this up, I read that and I thought, 
He wants to play football as much as Joe Biden wants to be president. <laughs> so true. It's right? so true. He doesn't want to play football. Yeah, no, he doesn't. If he wa- he just wants to continue to be a victim. Mm-hmm. And so now, is he blackballed by the XFL? No. He made it impossible for them to do it. And I think Joe Biden is in the same situation. He doesn't have the drive. He doesn't have the fire for it. I think he's done his time. I don't know why he's doing it right now, but I just don't feel. You know how Hillary Clinton, she felt like she just what? I'm the queen. You're going to coordinate me. You're you're going to you're going to you're going to give me the crown yeah. because I've paid my dues and it's my turn. Mm-hmm. And you could feel that mm-hmm. from her. With Biden, I just feel from him, I really don't want this job. I really don't. I mean, I'm doing it because, you know, maybe everybody is telling me I'm the only hope against, but I just don't want this job. You know, I it may be that. It may be that he wants the job, but he doesn't want to do the work to get it. You know what I mean? He, he I think he kind of feels like, you know, well, he's he old. Wanna... He's old enough to remember the times when it was just a coronation. Yeah, you know, you would do. You would know. Okay, that person came in second this time, so they're probably going to be the nominee the next time. And you I think know he's I mean? legitimately frustrated that someone like Mayor Pete can beat f- former Mayor Pete can beat him. <laughs> right? Like right. I, that is, I, I think, legitimately frustrating to him. He should be able to honestly be coordinated over former Mayor Pete. The guy was, you know, there's no reason for him to be competitive in this race, though he's clearly outperforming Biden in every step. I mean, when it comes to fundraising, when it comes to debates, when it comes to these interactions, when they're going back and forth. I mean, Biden came up with a great ad that we played yesterday, Mm. which kind of belittled Mayor Pete's uh, experience level. But it I don't think it's going to work because it, it feels desperate. You know, he, he's only turning this stuff on once he's losing. Now, you know, Donald Trump came out and bashed all of his opponents right at the beginning. It was his way of doing things. And right. It felt fine. With Biden, he was, hasn't done any of this, and all of a sudden he loses one primary and he completely changes tactics. I don't think it feels authentic. I still think it's a good ad, but it's, it's it, I don't think ad. it's going to work. It's a great ad. I think, if anything, it might actually... Be, like, Can we play that? Can we play that ad in case you didn't hear it? This, this is one of the best ads either of us have ever heard in politics it's it's definitely one of the best ads i've heard since since reagan uh was around watch barack obama called joe biden best vice president america's ever had but pete Buttigieg doesn't think much of the vice president's record let's compare when president obama called on him joe biden helped lead the passage of the affordable care act which gave health care to 20 million people and when park goers called on pete Buttigieg, he installed decorative lights under bridges giving citizens of south bend colorfully illuminated rivers Ooh. both vice president biden and former mayor Buttigieg have taken on tough fights under threat of a nuclear Iran, Joe Biden helped to negotiate the Iran deal. And under threat of disappearing pets, Buttigieg <laughs> negotiated lighter licensing regulations on pet chip scanners. Mm, Both right. Vice President Biden and former Mayor Pete have helped shape our economy. Joe Biden helped save the auto industry, which revitalized the economy of the Midwest and led the passage and implementation of the Recovery Act, saving our economy from a depression. Pete Buttigieg revitalized the sidewalks of downtown. 
downtown South Bend by laying out decorative bricks. Okay, and stop. Both Biden stop. And- this goes on, and it is a great ad. And if it's Pete Buttigieg, that's the ad that I think Donald Trump is going to be running. Right, and it will work for Trump. It's oh, not going to work for Biden because yeah. it's, it seems inauthentic. He hasn't been doing this at all. And then he loses a primary to this guy, and all of a sudden he's on the attack. But it, they it, should have picked this up, this tactic up a long time right. ago. But it's not just that, honestly. I don't think it's just that he is, uh, you know, he he doesn't want to work for it. I think he also is really cranky. Yes, you know, he's put up with all of the dirt from the Democratic Party. And he has had to carry the dirt for everybody. And now he's, I feel like he's saying, well, where is anybody carrying the dirt for me? And I'll give you an example of that in one minute. Okay, let me give you Joe Biden on CBS. He is speaking to Gail King in New Hampshire as he tries to move past his surprising fourth place performance in Iowa. When he was asked, is this a time to regroup and reassess? Listen, Mr. Vice President, the president's also been going after your son. And Lindsey Graham uh, told CBS News, uh, the Justice Department is vetting information from Rudy Giuliani about your son's work in Ukraine. Are, are you concerned a federal investigation may be launched? Rudy Giuliani. Are you concerned a federal investigation may be launched? Are you are you concerned a federal investigation? From look, I, I expect look, I expect Trump to do the same exact thing he's been doing. Why has he been attacking me from the beginning? Why did he risk? And he should have been impeached. Why did he risk getting convicted by going to a foreign leader to say, "Don't you don't have to give me anything on Biden? There's nothing to get. Just tell me that you're going to investigate him so I can hurt him." Have you ever seen a sitting president so as true. concerned about a single nominee and trying to stop a nominee? Mm. Do you think your son I, is every fair game, Mr. Person, president? Mr. Vice President, do you think your son is fair game here? His son or my son? Your son, Hunter. I don't think I don't think our sons are fair game at all. No one has said he's done anything wrong except the thug Rudy Giuliani. Come on, Rudy Giuliani, a character witness, Mr. Vice President. uh, Speaking, (laughs) speaking. I mean, listen to that. So fake. Listen to that. So fake. He's he's on the ropes. They're actually asking him, beginning to ask tough questions because this stuff is coming out. It is coming out tomorrow on my Wednesday night special. It airs at 9 p.m. on Blaze TV. What we've done is we've I've decided because of the success of these specials, what I do best is put pieces of the puzzle together and tell you what's really going on. And so what we've decided to do is I'm still on the news and why it matters uh, every day uh, at five o'clock that airs now uh, replacing my half hour daily TV show. I'm on that. So we talk about the news of the day. And then on Wednesday, I give you an hour special like the special we just did Tonight is China. Now, this is a three-part series. It's going to be broken up over several weeks. Um, But tonight is Joe Biden in, I'm sorry, tomorrow at 9 p.m. It's Joe Biden and China. And what's really going on with Joe Biden? And we've done another uh, series on China 
with Joe Biden. But you're going to learn an awful lot of new stuff tonight. And it is, I'm telling you, Grassley is coming after the Bidens. And it is, it's right to do so. It has nothing to do with politics. Uh, I mean, if I was going to, if this was about politics, why would I waste my time telling you about Joe Biden? I think Joe Biden is going to drop out soon. Uh, I think his his support, when his support from African-Americans who are very loyal, when his support drops in half, which it just did, he's over as a candidate. That's what he had going for him. He's over as a candidate. What he's not over with is the corruption that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were involved in. And it is really critical as a nation that we set this right. Otherwise, this is going to be happening over and over and over again. He is the most corrupt vice president in all of American history. That is significant. And we must set the record straight and clean this up. Otherwise, the next guy thinks he's going to be able to get away with it. I wouldn't want Donald Trump and his son doing this. I don't want Joe Biden and his son doing this. I don't want, you know, Pete Buttigieg or anybody else doing what Joe Biden has done with his family and to our country at your expense. And you'll see that tomorrow night at 9 p.m. You'll see that everywhere on all of our platforms and on Blaze TV. And I want to thank the subscribers for really helping us do this um it's your subscription that pays for all of the research uh that we have uh, we have done there's also some uh different news uh coming out now uh and this is really good news for the president as long as it remains this way however the coronavirus is i cannot figure it out i've i've been writing to uh, my friends who are experts in these things. And I, I just, it's something, I don't know where to go with it. Because my, my instinct, believe it or not, on this one is that it's okay. My mind in reading things says there's something wrong. So I don't have a gut on this one, which is really weird for me. Um, and so I don't know what, I can't, I can't roll the dice on this one because I don't, I feel like I have no direction on this. And it's weird because this is something that I have looked for, for a very, very long time and looked at, um, but something's wrong, but I can't give you advice other than be prepared. Now, with that being said, if the coronavirus doesn't screw things up or you don't have deep state trying to screw the economy up, this is great news for President Trump. Americans say this is uh, that they feel like this is the best economy since the late 1990s. Fifty nine percent of Americans say they are better off financially today than they were a year ago. That's the highest since 1999, according to a Gallup survey. Their annual Mood of the Nation says this is the most optimistic reading that their survey has ever recorded. The best of the Glenn Beck Program. 
Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you are in New Hampshire, let's go right to Mike in New Hampshire. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you for welcoming me, me, Mr. Beck. I'd like to thank you and all of your staff for for really the best investigative journalism um, with the best sense of humor that there is out there. <laughs> thank you very uh, much. Truly, truly, um, you know, humor, humor reaches people and it puts them at ease so they can listen to the truth. And yeah. the truth can, can be very tough. Uh, the old saying is, uh, the truth will set you free as soon as it's finished with you. Yeah. Uh, so, I like so the it, truth will set it, you free, but it'll make you miserable first. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why the humor is good. Yeah. And, and be, um, um, I'll get right to it because yeah. I'm sure you have lots of other people. Uh, but I wanted to give that thanks out there. Thank you. Uh, I'm a uh, Ted Cruz supporter who voted for Donald Trump and I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. Uh-huh. And I think Klobuchar will surprise people in New Hampshire today. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Back you up. voted. You were <laughs> Ted Cruz. You voted for Donald Trump. Yeah. And now you're going to yeah. vote for Bernie Sanders? In the primary. That's correct. And I'll tell you, I've listened to you every day. Okay. Um, this is this is why it's because I know Bernie's the most dangerous person. <laughs> but for the republic, for the republic, I think the lurch to the left by the Democrats has to be confronted, and Bernie is going to present that. Mm. So the challenge and the choice can be made. I know there's a lot to risk, Oof. but freedom for, favors the brave, and I think we have to confront what's going on. Well, I will. I will tell you this, Mike. I would not. I would never. I would never urge this. Uh, but I understand your thinking, because Bernie is going to have a real conversation about real socialism, and and I've wanted a Bernie Sanders, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee kind of debate for a very long time. In fact, we invited Mike Lee and Bernie Sanders to do a series of debates about a year and a half ago. Uh, Mike agreed. Bernie would not. I'd love to have that debate because America does need to decide which do you want because they don't work together. Uh, and uh, and so I, I welcome that debate and that discussion. But I have to tell you, that is one scary proposition. Well, even scarier is to, to slide that way without everybody being asleep and turn up to Romney time, you know, where he goes that way, but you never see it happen. Yeah. The cold shock of water is what politics pays attention to. So we need that cold shock. Oh, by the way, I need a different pen, too. I need my, my uh, Romney sucks pen, too. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, you need, okay. Oh, I am so to tempted to. Utah. I'm so tempted oh. to. To get one for you and and have them made and what it should actually be it should be it should be advertised as a red pin but it writes in blue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, let me go to uh, Bob in New Hampshire as well. Hello, Bob. Good morning, Glenn, and everybody. I just want to let you know, kind of to follow up on that last caller, uh, New Hampshire. In case you don't know, throughout the country or the world where you're broadcast. We have a, a, a beautiful independent lane. He obviously was a Republican. So was I. Uh, am I? This morning I, I voted for uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg and then redeclared my independence so that I can vote for Trump in the fall. Uh, what? So when you see these numbers come today, 
Well, just kind of take it with a bit of a grain. Because you, you, as a Republican, you can vote. Uh, you can vote wherever you want. Basically, it's it's pretty much open. Uh, you can vote as a Democrat. So no, of course, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. That's not the way that it operates. What it is is that you have to be declared independent when you show up at the at the right. voting uh, you know, location. You have to declare Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. So when I went in this morning, I declared Democrat. They gave me a Democratic, yeah. uh, you know, uh, form to fill out. It's and functionally open, election, open though. You declare as independent, right? You don't have to actually be a Democrat to vote in the Democratic primary. It was my point. Um, which is is a, is a is a quirk that is not everywhere. I mean that, and it, it's a good thing. That you you is, should be able to go do that. Honestly, you should be you able to should, vote whatever primary you want. Holy cow! Yeah. Is that trouble? Yeah, but let, but here here's even a better thing for you is that my wife and I were at, at our brother and sister in laws the other night who are extreme leftist Boston Globe style leftists. They're confused. They have no clue who they were voting for today. And then to follow it up, wait, wait. my wife, who works for the evil empire, Walmart, was leaving work yesterday <laughs> and ran to a good friend of ours who's a 40-year local seven iron, union iron worker out of Boston. Same story. Him and his wife have no bleeping clue, and it's election day. Hold, hang on just a wow. second. <laughs> Somebody who's an avowed leftist should know exactly who they're voting for, Bernie Sanders. Why, are, why is that not the obvious choice for them? <laughs> the, the comment to me is that, all of them have a little bit of what they would like, but none of them have everything. None of them have it all. So. <laughs> wow. There you go. Bob, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Uh, let me go to Gail. Hello, Gail, New Hampshire. Hello, Glenn. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you going to vote for somebody else, too? Um, I think, well, first of all, I'm, I'm a registered independent, and okay. as the previous callers have said, we can choose our ballot when we go in to the polling place. Um, I am actually, I lean more towards libertarian rather than Republican, but uh-huh. I think I've been tempted to vote for Bernie just for the joke factor, because I think he's, <laughs> it, you know, he's just so much fun. Um, God heavens, <laughs> this is like shocking to me. I didn't, I had no idea that so many people i mean three the first three phone calls i had no idea well we're your listeners glenn I, you're not going to get a lot of democrats i know no today. i no i know that i just didn't know that so many republicans or so many independents would go in and go yeah i'm just voting for the jokes <laughs> the well, I'm not going to. I decided that would be a wasted vote, which actually they're probably all wasted votes. Um, but I think I'm probably going to vote for Klobuchar because she's the only one who raised her hand at the last debate when the question was asked whether socialism was dangerous for the United States. Yeah, I mean, and to, to back this point up, we had Mike Lee in here a while ago, and we have this big board behind Glenn that has all the candidates broken into categories of, as to how they can, you know, who has the best chance to win. And we said, you know, Mike, you work with a lot of these people. This is when Harris is in the race and Everybody. Booker, everybody's in the race. Of all the candidates, who do you think is closest to understanding the Constitution? And he looked up there for a while and he said... Klobuchar? Question mark. Yeah. There wasn't like a strong. Yeah, it was like, oh, you know who? Uh, but, you know who has uh, Constitution underpants? Is as Amy Klobuchar? Yeah, it wasn't that. It was, but it, you know, <laughs> among that field, you know, you say maybe she was the least risky to the republic. I would say yeah. is the way he he seemed to look at that, and and I'm tempted. I, like I go back and forth on this because I think someone like Klobuchar who is. A little bit, she actually is a little bit, certainly more moderate than a Sanders, and maybe does understand at least some of the basis of the of this country. Um, 
is would be a better fallback than a Bernie Sanders presidency. If there was an election between Klobuchar and Sanders, I would vote Klobuchar. However, right. she very well might be tougher to beat than a Sanders. Part of me thinks maybe Sanders is in the race. You know, like uh, Sanders worries me because if he is the if he the, wins, if he's the nominee. And it looks like, unless it's like 70 to 30, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, Donald Trump, the Which closer we get, if it, no, it won't be. If it looks at all close, the stock market will bake in yeah, right. a possible Bernie, and it will spiral the economy and then, early. And then that will help Sanders. It'll help Sanders. Because Trump because, is still president at yeah. this point. See, this economy, yeah, this right. capitalism. I mean, Bernie Sanders. That point wins me over. I think I, I, yeah. think I, don't, I, like, I, I don't want Sanders to win this nomination because no. it, when it gets down to I two want people, the anything can happen. Right. I want the debate, too. But Sanders is legitimately dangerous to the future of the country right. in a way that is unique even compared to Elizabeth Warren in yes. this field. Yes. And, you know, I, it, there's nobody in this field that is, is uniquely dangerous to the foundation of the republic than Bernie right. Sanders. Right. He's an ideologue for 50, 60, 70,000 years, apparently. I don't know how old he is, but very long. Yeah. And he believes this stuff, and he's believed it for a long time. And he will go in there. He'll overturn the uh, the uh, filibuster. So, he, he will do everything yeah. he can. He's already, you know what, I have to look for that story. I have it here someplace on my desk a story that came out last week on the things that he has already his team has already started to outline the the executive orders that he is going to issue oh my when he gets in because he knows he won't be able to get them through congress and he's just going to so he's working on executive action right now and they are terrifying absolutely terrifying it takes this country and our constitution apart uh, but it's going to be really interesting if he wins and he wins the next uh, three elections. Uh, he's going to have real momentum, real momentum. And uh, with the Democrats trying to back up and go, OK, well, wait a minute. You Democrats who have been playing footsie with the left and saying, oh, well, they're not dangerous. They're not this. They're not that. Mm-hmm. They're not really socialist. You're going to find out who they really are. Uh, and uh, it should terrify you. It should absolutely terrify you. And then where do you go? Do you go just do you go and stay home because you can't vote for Donald Trump? Or do you actually fight it because your party is about to be lost? And when Bloomberg comes in and the Democrats try to do some some funny business to be able to get Bernie out again, the left is not going to take it. Remember, Bernie has said the target isn't just Donald Trump. The target is the Democratic Party itself, along with Donald Trump. You're in for a you're in for an interesting mm. summer if Bernie Sanders uh, sweeps tonight in South Carolina and Nevada. He's leading Nevada before. Oh yeah, before Iowa. If he wins this, he's going to win Nevada, and then he's got a path. Let's go to Matt in New Hampshire. Hello, Matt. I guess we're going to Sean in New Hampshire. Sean, go ahead. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Good. What's happening? Not much. So I have a prediction. All right. After tonight, Elizabeth Warren will be out of this race because she will come in fourth or fifth. And Bernie is going to win, unfortunately. 
And I think Joe Biden might be out of this race because I think he's going to come in fifth. So uh, Pete is going to be, where do you think, where do you think Pete's going to be and where, and, and so who's in second or third? I think Pete will be in second and Amy will be in third. Wow. That'd be big for Amy. Yep. That'd be big. Because Biden, his rallies are attracting maybe a hundred people. Maybe. How did it, how did it feel yesterday with Trump coming to town? What, what did you feel from your neighbors and people who don't think like you? Um, they say anything. I have to, I have to be honest. I don't hang out with too many socialists. So, <laughs> I don't really know how they felt. Right, okay. But All I right. will say this. The Trump rally, when I went in the summer when he came here, there was a, about a 1,000 protesters outside of his event. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even get any protesters to show up to his event last night. Is that because they're fair yeah, weather no. protesters? They're summer soldiers? No, no. These were when I went in the summer. They were true radicals, like the Antifa. Wow. Um, true, true radicals who want the revolution. So were they out busy canvassing for Bernie? Do you think, or just have moved on from Trump? No, I think that they they're defeated. Huh? I think that they look at this field and that that they don't have a chance. And there's no energy on the left. There's no groundswell of um, real chatter or support for anybody on the yeah. left. Yeah, it's, I've lived. I lived in Vermont. I've lived in New Hampshire. I've lived in Florida. I've lived all around. And with living in Vermont, you meet a lot of radicals. Yeah. Um, and I know Bernie Sanders. He comes from a dirt shack with no floor. Who? used to write articles for dirty magazines right. for the first 40 years of his life. Right. But he has gone into public service where he's become a millionaire, which is always so great and perplexing at the same time. Sean, thank you. Let me go to uh, Matt in New Hampshire. Hello, Matt. Hey, Glenn. It's uh, nice to be on here. Thank uh, you. I was at the Trump rally last night. Yeah. And uh, the, it, was, it, was, it was intense. So I'm going to tell you right now that Don Jr. is – they're going to be uh, a guy to look out in the future. I mean, the people went nuts when they saw him. Hmm. He's actually um, like, he's funny. He, he, he It's interesting. Uh, he's really like, a, he's kind of what I think Donald Trump would be if he was not the president, but was, was like a media personality today. Because he's very yeah. like, he very much has that troll of the Trump family thing mm. going on. And he's, mm. and he's funny. He's actually... You know, he's he's pretty good at it. Mm. It's interesting to see him. I He doesn't seem to me to be a politician necessarily. He seems to be more of like almost like a media personality. Yeah. Um, I, I know that uh, I have a lot of friends that went to the Bernie Sanders uh, rally last night in Durham, in Durham, New Hampshire, which is at UNH. It's at the college there, which there's 1,500 kids that go there. Uh, I mean, 15,000 kids that go there, and there's it, it fits 7,000, I believe, so – I mean, it shouldn't be hard to pack. The Strokes, I know, played with them, which is a pretty relevant band today. Mm-hmm. And all my friends, and some of my friends went that aren't even, they're, they're conservative. And they just wanted to go see The Strokes, to be honest with you. Uh, which and I thought was and how many people went to that? I, I, I saw pictures, and it looked, it looked full. I'm going to be okay. honest. It looked all right, full. that's good. So, and how many people yeah. went to the Trump rally last night? It, it was full. So the capacity there is 11, uh, I think 11,000 Fifty, maybe something like that. 
it's it's pretty up there. And then there was about 500 people outside that were still waiting to get in. And it was cold and rainy. My dad and I went early to make sure we could get in, and it was it was terrible. I mean, in the morning it was just rainy and gross and snowy and wet and cold, and yeah, it was. So people don't care. Man. Prediction crazy. on how this is going to end tonight. Bernie will get it. I don't think New Hampshire is as much of a cluster as. Uh, as you have in Iowa. No, that's impossible. <laughs> no, Florida is yeah. not even that. No, and I think what will happen is that uh, Jedge is going to be the runner-up. I think Elizabeth Warren is nothing. I don't think she's worth anything here. Um, after that, I don't know, maybe Joe Biden. We have a lot of older people that are still Democrats, even though they're not, and they believe that Joe Biden is not a socialist, I guess. I don't know. Third keeps Biden alive. Uh, third is enough yeah. for him to continue, yeah. I think. Uh, Fourth or f- yeah. definitely fifth, fifth I, think I think he's, he's out. Um, I think he's out. would be a remarkable turn of yeah. events. I mean, the guy was the front runner a week ago. Yeah. Or a little over a week well, ago. Well, that's what everybody was saying. I mean, I know the polls. Look, the, the, I, I stand by my shoe shopping analysis, uh, analysis. This is the Democrats are like going shopping for shoes with a woman. <laughs> They'll try them all on. And most times they'll walk out without buying a pair because they just couldn't find the right pair. They're all pumps. They're all the same. What do you buy a pair? Nope. (laughs) This is the Glenn Beck program. It's a primary day in New Hampshire today. And Bernie Sanders looks like he's leading, talking to a lot of people from New Hampshire. We'll go back to the phones here in a second. I just want to go over a Gallup survey that just happened. 59% of Americans say they are better off financially today than they were a year ago. That's the highest since 1999. Nearly three quarters predict they will do better a year from now. The most optimistic reading that Gallup's annual Mood of the Nation survey has ever recorded. Now, I want to give you some uh, some more detail on this, but remember, this is critical for the president to be reelected. If people are confident in their economic situation, they are just not going to rock the boat. Um, and, and Gallup goes and they look at why people feel this way. And let me give you a couple of examples. There's a guy who runs a roofing business in Michigan, just outside of Detroit, He said around the same time the last presidential election, he had enough jobs to keep one crew busy, but some of the gigs were just uh, barely profitable. Today, he can keep three crews busy during the spring and summer months, and he's been able to raise prices, giving people estimates at $20,000 of a total redo on a roof, finding that, quote, they don't even bat an eye anymore. He said, I'm driving a brand new uh, 2019 Ford F-250, I've got work coming out of the yin-yang. I'm doing okay. Four years ago, I couldn't sleep at night. That's a huge turnaround. Now, they like to ask people uh, why they feel this, uh, why they feel this way, and why they're hearing near record levels of people saying their income and wealth are rising. Could be that their income and wealth is rising. Um I have only seen, this is according to the uh, surveyors, I've only seen this many people mention income gains twice before. In 1966, after the 60s expansion, and in the year 2000, after the 1990s expansion. 
Interviews with six small business owners across the country all acknowledged the economy had turned around under President Barack Obama. But they pointed out that three more years of steady growth, solid job gains, gains and additional stock market records under Trump had turned cautious optimism, optimism into full-blown optimism. Business owners varied in how much they credit uh, Donald Trump personally, but all had examples of how they had more work than they could handle and were buying equipment and bringing on new people in ways that had not happened since before the Great Recession. Trump's approval rating on the economy has hit an all-time high, according to a uh, Washington Post-ABC News poll last month. On Friday, the Labor Department reported that the U.S. economy added 225,000 jobs in January. You know what we don't hear anymore? The number of jobs saved. Remember that? Yeah, now it's only created. Yeah, now it's only created. <laughs> Donald Trump won't even save a job. Do you he hasn't this guy? even saved one. He won't even do it. Right. I mean, remember when they used to have to do that with Obama all the time? Well, the 45 million saved or created. You know, if, if it wasn't for Barack Obama, no one would be employed. But he saved all the jobs in the United States. That's, we were supposed to believe we that were. every month. Every month, and they reported that. Saved or created jobs. Many workers have also felt better off financially thanks to tax cuts, cheaper gas prices, and minimum wage increases in more than 20 states. This is what's amazing. Tax cuts. Who do you have to credit? Cheaper gas prices. Who do you have to credit? You know what was amazing that I never thought I would hear in my lifetime, and I knew we could see it if we set our minds to it, America is now energy independent. We do not need energy from any other country in the world. Do you know how great that is? That makes us one of the strongest nations, if not the strongest nation in the world. If you have all the energy you need, if you can access and refine all the energy that you can use, that makes you a defensible nation that makes that makes it nobody is going to threaten us and us have to worry about well are we going to be able to afford the oil are we going to be able to have enough oil we're going to be able to put that into our ships into our planes also wage growth has inched up for rank and file workers in recent recent months economists say one of the biggest drivers of consumer confidence is job quantity Confidence rises when people feel as if it's easy to get a job, even if it's not a high-paying one. Job growth has slowed lately, averaging 182000 a month under Trump versus 220 a month in the 37 months at the end of Obama's tenure. But the health of the labor market is evident, with unemployment rate nearly half a century low at 36 the nation has added over 2 million jobs every year for the past nine years, an unprecedented streak of steady gains. Women today outnumber men in the American workforce for only the second time. Your chance of go listen to this one. Your chance of going to work tomorrow and getting laid off is lower than it has ever been going back to 1948. Now, think about what the country was going through in 1948. They were retooling from a war economy back to a peacetime economy, and all of the soldiers were coming back. Wow. 
Mm. That feeling of job security is very important. It's an upswing. The economy is, uh, one person said the economy would not be as good now without Donald Trump. I'd give Trump 80 or 90% of the credit, even under Obama, when it was good, there was no profitability. Now, this is really how, important. How do you lose? How do you lose? How do you lose with this economy? I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he's like, yeah, I was watching the the impeachment thing and the economy and everything. And like, I mean, what do you think the chances are? Is there any chance Trump loses this? And I'm like, well, Yeah. Yeah, yeah I is. mean, there absolutely is. And you know, he's like, what do you think the chances are? I'm like, I think I would consider Donald Trump right now to be a slight favorite. Mm-hmm. Slight. You know, what, 55, 45? Something like that? And he's like, oh, you're, no way. It's, I think it's a 90% chance he gets reelected. No. And, That's, he, and that, that, will, that will help him lose the election. If everybody doesn't go out and vote... Uh, he'll he could lose the election I mean, because have, yeah. he, he if you take for granted that oh no these are all weak candidates uh, no and you don't want I don't want change, a close but... election I don't want one mm. I want this to be you know it doesn't have to be a landslide but let's could we please you know all get out and vote yeah all get out and vote look forty what's the number forty forty five percent of people in this country no matter what, are going to vote against Donald Trump. Yes. Right? Yes. No matter what. Right. So, like, yeah, that all that being said, you know, you have to think of this as one or two big news events timed incorrectly and the economy being the biggest one is puts him in real risk. I mean, if there's an economic downturn, if people the just perceive it, the coronavirus. The coronavirus. <laughs> Even if it is all contained in China, but China can't get their goods out. Yeah. By, by fall, there is a real crunch at, the, at all of the stores. You're going to have a hard time finding parts for your car. All kinds of stuff will happen. And that, that infection... Not just the coronavirus, but the infection on the global economy it can be earth shattering, mm-hmm. could be earth shattering. It really can. And, and you know, just you never know when it gets down to one on one, you don't know what's going to happen. This is the argument that uh, Democrats had in 2016, where they said, yeah, we want Donald Trump. He's the easiest to beat. Now, of course, obviously they were wrong on that, but that's what they wanted to happen. And it got down to a one on one race. You know, you had an FBI investigation announced 10 days before an election. Mm-hmm. You know, how does, how does that affect? We have no idea what could happen. Mm-hmm. And and this is why I think I am. I think I finally settled on. I don't want Bernie Sanders to be the nominee because you just don't want to put that much at risk. God forbid something happens with the news in the last second and and, and Bernie Sanders becomes our president. I, this is a guy who no, anybody wants who this has to be Cuba. Anybody who has a chance left is for me the only one is amy klobuchar yeah i mean you know look biden i think is fading so fast i mean he's Buttigieg gone. is, he's is gone. not none of these people are moderates including no. klobuchar she's no, not I a know moderate that. either i know that um but you know you're right i mean like out of the who's left and you want bloomberg no God. never bloomberg people are going to be like oh it used to be a republican that will win people over but bloomberg um, is but, a is a fascist yeah, he's he, he is, is a fascist. He believes in all big government control of sugar, your body intake, how much money you're making. The ultimate progressive. Oh, he my is gosh. the ultimate. Him and Warren are the two biggest yes. progressives in this race. Right. Not socialist, but progressives. Right. And he, remember the thing about uh, Bloomberg that's different. Uh, he, yes, he is much more friendly to capitalism than a lot of these candidates are. That's de- that's true. 
On the other side of that, though, he is incredibly extreme, more extreme than Bernie Sanders on issues like guns. He is on climate. He's right there with Sanders. He is on those issues where he's really left. He's really left. And as far as control of your individual life, uh, he wants total control. He wants total control. He wants total control. He thinks he knows better than everyone Mm -hmm. else. Uh, I mean, just be careful what you wish for, because this thing could go any direction. I mean, honestly, I mean this sincerely. Would you be surprised, Stu? Yes. Would you be surprised today if NASA announced we made a connection with life outside of our solar system? I might be moderately surprised Uh, by that, but 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 not like... It's not like... What? It's like, oh, wow, you're kidding me, but it would be quickly it would devolve the conversation would devolve to can you believe what i mean everything is changing everything we yeah. thought was solid is now liquid mm-hmm. i mean it's crazy can't keep up yeah so don't don't be careful what you wish for the idea of overwhelming the system which was attempted by barack obama uh, is there it, it, we're beyond we there, his yeah. wildest dreams yeah, 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 on that one yeah. this is the best of the glenn beck program Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. I want to talk to you a little bit about socialism. Uh, We are now in the throes of... The real debate on in America on whether we're going to be socialist or not. And America must decide. We cannot keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We have to decide. Are we a free nation or not? In a minute, I'm going to give you some of the things that Bernie Sanders is now working on. Dozens of potential executive orders because he knows he won't be able to get them past the Democrats or the Republicans in Congress. So what is it that he wants to pass? I've written a new book, and it's out for sale today. It comes out, uh, what, April 7th, I think. And it's on sale today if you want to pre-order at Amazon. It's called Arguing with Socialists. Uh, and it is in our Arguing with Idiots uh, format. It is a four-color, every-page book. Uh, it's, it's made like almost like a comic book in some parts of it. Uh, and it takes socialism apart piece by piece. But it starts with how to use this book, basically saying, look, I'm going to be real straight with you. This is who I am. This is what I believe. And if you really want to know about socialism, you have to do your own homework. And everything in here is researched and footnoted, and we have about 100 pages of footnotes afterwards. And... Look at it. Now, I don't think any diehard socialist is going to pick up this book and go, hmm. But curious people will. You, are, you uh, have a big influence, a big influence on the people around you. And socialism is all around you. And it's hard. I, I mean, one of the reasons why I wrote this book is for my own kids. Because they have a lot of socialist friends. 
They have people who believe in this stuff. And they don't know what they're talking about. And the socialists have made it very, very easy to buy into socialism. No, no, it's socialism like Sweden. We, we take Sweden apart. We show you what's really happening in Sweden. We show you what is capitalism and what is socialism. And all of the arguments are there. So if you, if you want to, pre-order the book now. You can find it on Amazon. It's called Arguing with Socialists. It comes out in April. I wondered if we were going to need it. Because when I started writing it, I thought, okay, this is Bernie Sanders. He, I mean, he can't be the nominee. But look at the panic. This book can be given to your, your Democratic friends. Because your Democratic friends, the ones who don't believe in the end of capitalism, which I think is the majority, they're now panicking. They don't know what to do. Bernie Sanders is coming in, and let me just give you this. These are a list of potential uh, and possible executive actions from the Bernie Sanders campaign. Now, there are dozens of options for reversing President Trump's immigration policy, such as lifting the cap on the number of refugees accepted into the United States, immediately halting all border wall construction, Another option is to reinstate the Obama-era program that granted legal status to undocumented immigrants brought here to the United States as children. The list of potential executive actions include unilaterally allowing the United States to import prescription drugs from Canada and directing the uh, Justice Department to legalize marijuana. These These are executive orders. Declaring climate change a national emergency. Stu, what happens when we declare climate change a national emergency? I mean, in theory, you could basically do anything because just like the Commerce Clause, right? Everything's commerce. Well, mm-hmm. everything's climate. Every bit of economic activity can affect the climate in their, in their, you know, the way they've constructed this. So they can basically do anything. And if you declare a national emergency... We have like 54 national emergencies still on the books, things that have been acted a long time ago. The executive branch never closes them down because it gives them power. And if you declare climate change, which, as Stu said, is completely all-encompassing, it gives the executive branch reason and the legal power to be able to do really everything. His national emergency on climate change, he has an executive order uh, being prepared banning the exportation of crude oil. So we're not going to be able to pipeline it around here. We're, of course, not going to build any refineries. We're probably going to shut down drilling sites, but we also can't make any money on crude oil. Other options in the document include canceling federal contracts for firms paying workers less than $15 an hour. Now, I just want you to know that sounds great, but where are all those wages getting paid from your tax dollars? So if you want, oh, that's great. You know, the federal government, that only affects the federal government. No, that affects your wallet. 
Also reversing federal rules blocking U.S. funding to organizations that provide abortion counseling. Now, these do- this document was prepare- prepared by uh, Fayez Shakir, who is a radical, a radical. The people who are in uh, Bernie Sanders' office are people that have worked with Antifa. They are absolute radicals. As we continue discussing, this is what he wrote, as we continue discussing the early work of your presidency and the progress we can make, below for review is a brief overview of executive actions you can take earlier in your administration. We cannot accept any delay from Congress on some of the most pressing issues, especially like the immigration where Trump is governed with racism uh, and for his own corrupt benefit. Um. He is going to uh, put through in through legislative channels, uh, Medicare for all single health care system, which we told you would be the thing that they would do. They would put it in. It would collapse under the next president. And then they would say single payer health care. We told you that would happen. Now it's happening. He also is putting through the new Green Deal to remake the nation's energy system. Now, can I ask you a question? Have you been to the gas pump lately? Have you seen the price of heating oil, air conditioning, electricity? It may not be as cheap as you would love it to be, but I don't think we need to rework our nation's energy system. The worst thing we can do is introduce government all along the way. We are for the first time in American history since, you know, carbon fuel, energy independent. Energy independent for the very first time. That's never been true in my lifetime. That is, that's something we aspired to. So one woman told him in a town hall in Iowa in January, what are you going to do about the partisanship that prevents any good Democrat from getting anywhere in Congress right now? He said, quote, we're going to run a different type of presidency. Well, I don't know what kind of presidency that is. What do you mean you're going to run a different type of presidency? The president has to work through Congress unless you do it through fiat because You have emergencies that have to be done. You have to have these things done. Of course you have to have these things done. And we can't wait around. You and and I are going to go on a journey in the next few months with lessons about socialism. Because people don't understand how this is it. This is truly it. If Bernie Sanders gets in, There is no coming back from that. Bernie Sanders is a guy that stood with Russia during the years of horrid, horrid poverty and oppression. He said that what was great was the, and I'm quoting him, the chandeliers in the subway. What the hell is that? I don't need chandeliers in the subway. I need them to be clean, safe, and moving. That's all I need. We don't need chandeliers. 
But that's one of the things he was really impressed with, with the beautiful chandeliers. It was a collapsing society that was killing and oppressing its own people so they could have the chandeliers for the right people in the right places. This is who he is. This is what he believes in. This is what the Democrats have brought to America. And I'm hoping that if if they see what how close they are to a Bernie Sanders presidency, perhaps they will wake up. They should. Everyone, everyone I know that is a real big Democrat, even real, real, real liberal, not a socialist, not a Marxist, but an American liberal that has agreed with, I mean, just thought Barack Obama was the greatest thing ever. All of them are saying now, we, we can't have that. If Bernie Sanders, I've talked to, I've talked to people who are, they don't agree with me on anything. If Bernie Sanders is the Democratic candidate, I I think I have to even campaign for Donald Trump. And they hate him. They just know that's the end of business in America. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.